0: Section 35 of the Anti-Coup. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anti-Coup by Gene Sharp and Bruce Jenkins. Appendix 1. Legislation and other governmental preparations for Anti-Coup Defense. Important preparations can be made by governments to prevent and defeat coup d'etat. These may require new legislation and implementation of its provisions. In all of this legislation and these declarations of responsibilities and duties, it shall be made clear that no one is to commit acts of violence against one's fellow citizens who are acting illegally. The following legal measures and procedures are recommended for this purpose. 1. A constitutional provision should be adopted that no citizen of any status, role, or position in the society whatsoever has the right to accept as the legitimate government any person or group that has conducted a coup d'etat. To the contrary, all citizens, without exception, have the constitutional duty to deny legitimacy to any group of putschists and to refuse all cooperation with them and all obedience to them. Citizens will persistently continue their usual duties and assist in meeting the human needs of their fellow citizens while defying the putschists. 2. Specific laws should be enacted to establish the legal obligations of all government employees and civil servants on national, regional and local levels of government to refuse to assist coup d'etat. Their legal obligation would be to persist in conducting their work according to established pre-coup, constitutional and legal procedures and policies only. They would also be legally bound to refuse all cooperation with and obedience to any group of usurpers this refusal would be aimed to deny to putschists all administrative support to carry out their illegal orders and objectives three specific laws should be enacted to implement the new constitutional provision to make it a legal obligation of all members of police forces and all members of the military forces to swear not only allegiance to the constitutional government but to pledge perhaps in the induction oath to refuse to participate in any conspiracy to organize or conduct a coup d'etat in case a coup is then later attempted it would be the duty of these persons to refuse to obey serve or collaborate with any group that has attempted to seize the State Apparatus. The Police at all levels and members of the Judicial System must be mandated to continue to apply the previously established laws, policies and procedures only. They must ignore any new policies, edicts and orders received or announced from those who have illegally attempted to seize the State. Specifically, they may warn persons and groups of the likelihood of arrest, and they should refuse to locate and arrest patriotic resistors who are defying the putsch, either by individual actions, or by group resistance and demonstrations. At times this police resistance may be quite open, and at other times police may pretend to be obeying the putschists, but not actually doing so. For example, they may report that it was impossible for them to locate and arrest wanted persons. If ordered to disperse street demonstrations, police actions may range from simply being present at the site, but not taking repressive measures, to joining the demonstrators as resistors themselves. The police must not be allowed to become a tool of repression for the usurpers. 4. In addition to resisting the putchists, police should, wherever feasible, be obligated to actively assist the resistance. For example, it has happened in past resistance movements that police transported supplies of resistance newspapers and other literature in police cars to other parts of the city or region where they were needed five soldiers and other members of military forces must not allow themselves to become a tool of repression in the service of those who have attempted to replace the constitutional government their non-cooperation and disobedience may be especially difficult when the coup has been conducted by officers of the military forces ...as compared to a political group which seeks the compliance of military forces in enforcing their illegal domination of the government and society. Similarly to the options for police, soldiers in this difficult situation who oppose the coup may take any one of a range of actions, none of which serves the usurpers. They may, for example be very gentle in facing street demonstrators, or, when ordered to fire at protesters, may shoot above their heads so as not to injure anyone. They may also seek to encourage their military unit to openly defy the usurpers, or, without using their military weapons, soldiers may engage in especially dangerous acts of protest and defiance against the putschists. Open resistance by both police and military troops is likely to be extremely dangerous as the penalty for disobedience and mutiny is often execution. Consequently, other less obvious ways of denying usurpers' obedience and assistance merit investigation and application. 6. Specific laws should be enacted to make it a legal obligation of all persons and organisations working in communications to persist in their loyalty to the constitutional government only. This would mean that in the event of a coup d'etat, they would be legally bound to refuse to submit to the putschists' attempts to impose censorship, publish announcements and orders from the putschists, and comply with any other illegal orders from the putschists. In case the regular communications, printing and broadcasting facilities are made unusable for normal activities and for use on behalf of the legitimate government, as a result of repressive actions of the putschists, it should be the responsibility of people in those professions, as well as other citizens, to create new means of communication among the population outside the control of the usurpers. Seven all persons and groups working for any level of government should in the event of a coup for as long as possible continue to apply established policies and procedures and ignore any new policies orders and instructions issued by the usurpers under likely initial conditions the government employees can continue this defiance at their usual places of work If intolerable repression is launched against them there, these persons and groups can go on strike, or even disappear. The machinery of government must not be permitted to become a tool of the usurpers for controlling the society as a whole. 8. Specific laws should be enacted to make it a legal obligation of all persons and organisations, working in transportation, to refuse all orders from the usurpers and to make the transportation system unusable by the putschists and instead use it to assist the resistance. 9. Specific laws should be enacted to make it a legal obligation of all governmental and private financial bodies, all banks, business institutions, and other financial institutions, and all labor unions and similar associations to refuse all financial relations whatsoever with the Putschists. 10. Well in advance of a coup attempt, the government should communicate to all governments with which it has diplomatic relations, and to all international organisations, including the United Nations, that those bodies are requested to refuse to conduct any normal political or economic relationships with potential usurpers, and instead should recognize the constitutional government only. 11. The legislature and governmental ministries and departments should make various types of contingency plans for the continuation of legitimate leadership in case the putschists occupy government buildings, imprison or execute government officials and representatives, or take similar repressive actions twelve the legislature should in advance make precise plans as to how constitutional government shall resume full normal operations upon the collapse of the attempted coup no other group of usurpers shall be permitted undemocratically to impose its own rule during a period of transition in case of loss of life by previous officials during the coup and defence against it Provisions should be made as to how other persons may legitimately assume the constitutional positions that have been vacated. 13. The legislature should, in advance of an attempted coup, urge and support all independent institutions, organizations, associations, and all educational institutions of the country to participate in the education of their members and the general citizenry as to their appropriate patriotic duties to repudiate the usurpers and to practice non-cooperation and defiance against any attempted coup d'etat. 14. The legislature may also enact legislation to deny participants in a coup any lasting financial gain from their illegal activities. They would also be prohibited from holding any future government employment or positions. 15. The legislature should also consider what other types of punishment should be provided in the law for initiating and cooperating with a coup. These provisions need to take into consideration the need to encourage early supporters of a coup to reverse their action and to join the defence against it. End section 35